Welcome to Passion and Purpose, a podcast with Jimmy Seibert and the Antioch Movement. Whether this is your first time with us or you've been with us for a while now, our desire is that by the end of our time together, you can say that you've fallen more in love with Jesus and have a greater passion for Him and His purposes in the earth. Thanks so much for joining us. We hope that you enjoy today's episode. Welcome, listeners, Passion Purpose Podcast here. And Jimmy, I want to say to our listeners, but also to you, Merry Christmas. Hey, Merry Christmas. <laughs> Jordan? I mean, we're, we are talking about a lot of different things. We, got yeah. a lot, we have a lot more to talk about, but we want to recognize, man, we love Jesus and we yeah. are celebrating him during this season. Yes. So Merry Christmas. Christmas. Yes. And take advantage of this season. I mean, there are Definitely. so many times this is not hard to talk about Jesus. You know, you can simply just ask them, hey, by the way, do you know what Christmas is about? Just ask somebody, somebody at a store, somebody on the deal, or, or what do you think Christmas is about? Or just anything that, just look for setups. They're mm-hmm. everywhere. Share the gospel. And, and you say, well, I don't exactly what to share. Just share your own story of how you got saved. Mm-hmm. Just say, hey, do you mind if I just tell you a story real quick about how I came to know Jesus? Because, mm-hmm. and then you just tell your story. Right. And that's just a beautiful way during Christmas. I love that. Amen. Yeah. So, you know, not only is it Christmas, but you are going to have some uh, deserved time away. Uh-huh. So that's going to be awesome. So this is going to be the last time for you and I to record one of these in this year. In 2022. In 2022. But do not fret, listeners. <laughs> We're going to, or I'm going to be interviewing Kendall Laughlin. Yeah. As that'll be the the fourth of this series that we've been doing. Yep. So let me just set it up real quick, and then, it's, then I'm going to pitch yep. it over to you. So we've been talking about out of Isaiah 33. We've yeah. also talked out of Mark 6. Today right. you're going to talk out of Acts 27. Right. This idea of surrendering the oars or surrendering our lives to Jesus, yeah. but using biblical imagery here right. of oars. Yep. But what we want, what I, I want to hear from you is. What's that about? Why? And then frame it more broadly for us, sure. and yeah. where and what, where we're trying to get. Yeah. What, what I what I love about God is the creativity in which He speaks consistent messages we need to know. Right. Right. Surrender of our hearts and our lives. That's the centrality of the gospel. Mm-hmm. Uh, come and follow me. Um, lose your life so you might save your life. Jesus, take up your cross and follow me. There's nothing unique about this phrase we're using, let go of the oars, but it is a really cool piece of imagery from Isaiah, and again, from Mark 6, and now as we're going to go to Acts 27. And what I love about God is that he's always trying to tell us the same things in unique ways to freshen our hearts and minds in hopes that we might actually respond. Good. Yeah. So, um, so again, just a little frame. We're in actually literally Rome about a month ago. We're reviewing what has God been speaking to us. And we end, uh, land on Isaiah 33, where God is speaking to the, the church prophetically mm-hmm. that you guys good guys. I've got promises for you. I want to be your leader, your majestic one. And where I'm taking you is a boat with oars can't go, wow. or a man-made ship can't get there. Right. And in the midst of that kind of prophetic picture from the scriptures, Isaiah 33, we 
begin to have this heart's cry, Lord, we want to let go of the oars. We want to let go of man's best efforts. Mm -hmm. We want to let go of man's ways in the mixture in all of us so that we can ride with you because he is the captain of lords of hosts. Mm -hmm. The ship that he is leading is called the church and gates of hell will not prevail against it. It will always make it to the other side when he says, get into the boat with me, saying, get into my body, my people, Mm -hmm. my church, Mm -hmm. and let me bring you to the other side. And we see in scripture, whenever they got into a boat and got to the other side, when they landed, they had increased authority because they had ridden through the storm with Jesus just instead of doing their own thing. Right. Right. Wow. Just so much support for this idea of let go of the man-made way of of rowing and throw up the sail Mm. for flowing (laughs) (laughs) in the grace of God. Uh Um, So, um, yeah, so I want to just kind of take this idea of letting go of the oars and throwing up the sails and letting God lead our lives out of Acts 27. And in my Bible, it says, Paul is sent to Rome. And we actually just got back from Rome. And that's where God spoke to us about let go of the oars and throw up the sails. And uh, a few days after Rome, I was wanting to dig deeper around this idea of the oars. And God said, I want you to go to Acts 27. Hmm. So uh, again, for those who aren't familiar with scripture, and even those that are, maybe a bit of a reminder, Uh, Paul is needing to go to Rome to defend uh, his own imprisonment and and actually defend the gospel Mm -hmm. uh, before the Roman leaders. And um, he's on a prisoner ship, basically. And um, they uh, are about to set sail, and Paul gets a word from the Lord. Mm -hmm. And I, I want to pick up this passage in Acts 27. It says, Paul begins to admonish, these are like the captain and the people that he's under their guard, Paul begins to admonish them and says to them, Men, I perceive that the voyage will certainly be with damage and great loss, not only of the cargo and the ship, but also our very lives. So he's saying, there's a storm out there, you guys. If we keep going, that we're going to lose our lives and going to lose the ship. Mm. And here's what it says. But the centurion, the leader guy, was more persuaded by the pilot and the captain of the ship than by what was being said by Paul, because the harbor was not suitable for wintering, uh, etc. And another version, it says, he was more persuaded by the pilot, the captain, and the majority of the crew. So, so here it is, God speaking to us. Mm-hmm. So everybody hang with me in this imagery. God is speaking... Uh, to us, but we tend to lean on human leaders and the popular majority wow. to determine our course of action instead of what God is saying. Mm-hmm. So when we talk about letting go of the oars or getting on God's ship and all that, what we're saying is, God, I'm not wanting a man-centered world anymore. Mm-hmm. I'm wanting you to be my leader. Right. I'm wanting you to be my captain. And I'm not going to be moved by the majority even of Christians. Mm-hmm. I want to be moved by your heart and your word mm-hmm. because you know where we need to go and right. you know how we need to live. Right. Okay, so they don't do that, Acts 27. They get into this nasty storm. So nasty, they start thinking that they're going to die. They're not going to make it. Well, So you pick it up in around verse 20, it says they're storm-tossed and they begin to jettison the cargo. And on the third day, they threw the ship's tackle overboard with their own hands. 
since neither sun nor moon nor stars appeared for many days. And so here what happens, they get into the storm because they didn't listen to the word of the Lord. They're going their own way and they start realizing we got to throw off some extra weight here right. in hopes of surviving. Right. Can you translate that for me? What does that mean to you, Jordan? Well, I, I, I think if th- I want to jettison stuff, throw off stuff. I think of Hebrews 12 that I need to do that. And actually, yeah. the scripture tells me anything that hinders, I need to get rid of it. Yeah. And in this context, probably because I'm, it's hindering me. I'm in survival mode versus yeah. I'm not going to be able to hear clearly. Yeah. So what, what happens, and again, we're speaking specifically to believers, is we tend to um, let go of things when the storm's on. When the heat's on, we realize, oh, that sin's not... That's hurting right. me, or that extra weight I'm carrying around, that 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 distraction is not helping me navigate the storm of life right. so that's I'll... going on. Therefore, I'm starting to let go of stuff. So when the storm's on, we tend to start letting go of stuff. Mm. So they get desperate in the storm. They start throwing the extra weight overboard. Then Paul stands up and he says this, Men, you ought to follow my advice and not set sail from Crete and incur the damage or the loss. You know, I kind of like that. Paul's a guy like me. Every once in a while, he would say, I told, <laughs> told you guys. So. <laughs> I told you guys. So he says that. He says, yet now I urge you to keep up your courage, for there will be no loss of life among you, the mercy of God, mm-hmm. but only the ship will be lost. For this very night, an angel of the Lord to whom I belong, to whom I belong, mm-hmm. and whom I serve, stood before me, saying, Do not be afraid, Paul. You must stand before Caesar, and behold, God has granted you and all those who are sailing with you. Therefore, keep up your courage, man, for I believe God that it will turn out exactly as I've been told, but we must run aground on a certain island. All right, so Paul gets this word from Lord. So he tried to tell them ahead of time. Right. They listen to themselves, right. their own wisdom. They get into a tough spot. They start getting desperate. Mm. So then the word of the Lord comes again with yeah. mercy and grace. Hey, I'm still going to help you guys right. if you'll stay with the ship. Later on in the story, some of the sailors act like they're throwing down the last anchors because they're about to run aground, and that what they're trying to do is take the little side boat, the lifeboat, and make their way out the boat. Paul sees it, or he knows it by the Holy Spirit, and he says to the captain, you tell those jokers, if they jump ship now, they're going to die, and it's going to cause the death of all of us. Whoa. Wow. During 2020, 2021, when people were jumping ship mm-hmm. without even thinking, just jumping out of the boat, going overboard, trying to sneak away, at it, I would just beg people, don't leave the ship mm-hmm. because the ship will get you home. Mm-hmm. You, you can't leave the church mm-hmm. because the church is that thing that the gates of hell will not prevail against. Mm-hmm. And in this illustration, it's the ship. If you stay with the ship, you're going to make it to shore. Mm-hmm. Even though there'll be damage and, and all that, You'll, you'll make it. And that's what Paul is admonishing here to, in Acts 27. Well, I just, I'll just fast forward the story. So they realize, okay, now we're headed towards land. They're concerned that they're going to run aground before they get to land. So a reef or a sandbar or something. And um, Paul admonishes them again. Hey, we're all going to be okay if we just hang with it. And then there's this interesting scripture in verse 40 of, of Acts 27. And casting all the, uh, all the anchors, they left them in the sea while at the same time they were loosening the ropes of the rudders. In other versions we just read, they were loosening the steering oars right. 
right? Back to let go of the oars. Right. This is the last oar. The rudder was called the steering oar. Mm -hmm. So you say, well, hey, I've let go of this. I've let go of that. But the steering yeah. oar is the main oar, uh -huh. right? I'm letting go of everything in my life mm -hmm. of self-direction. Wow. Because I can't get out of the storm without mm -hmm. God mm -hmm. taking over everything. Right. So they let go of the steering oar, mm -hmm. they run aground, the ship breaks up, everybody jumps in the water, and they float in on planks, and in other versions it says, and oars, and they make it to the shore. Wow. The very oars they gave up became that said. rescue oar of a God by the grace of God to get them safely to land. Wow. So maybe I'll just pause a minute and say, if you're listening to this, what I know is you've either been through a storm, mm -hmm. you're about to go through one, or you're helping somebody through one. And here's what happens. God is speaking right now before the storm. Mm -hmm. He's speaking in the storm, and he's speaking after the storm. Right. And my encouragement to all of us, first and foremost, looking to my own heart, I want to hear God every day, be attentive and listening. Mm -hmm. I want to jettison cargo early so that I'm in God's way, because most storms are man-made. Not, not, not the storm itself, but, but they're, they're of our own design. They didn't have to go through the storm. Mm -hmm. They could have waited and walked. the storm would have passed them by, and then they could have gone on the route that God had for them. So many times we're anxiously fritting about and not waiting on the Lord for the word of the Lord before we move, right. that we end up moving in the wrong direction, sometimes even with a good heart, and find ourselves in a mess. Right. So for those who find themselves in a mess, mm -hmm. we tend to listen better when the storm's on, so right? Just like the sailors. They listened in the middle. They jettisoned some oars. They let go of some stuff. And finally, in order to get to shore, there was that final, I've got to let go of my own self-direction, mm -hmm. even though we're at the end of the storm here, and actually to get safely to land. Right. And, um, and so... Uh, again, what happens is they land on Malta, and that's a whole other story for another day. I just got back from Malta, literally, uh, where I was there in prayer, and I would say top three experience in my lifetime wow. of an open heaven, of wow. prayer. Again, that's a sidebar mm -hmm. uh, for another time. But they land on Malta, and what happens is uh, after some dramatic miracles happen, then Paul gets brought into an influential leader's house. He prays for him. The people in the household are healed. Then they begin to bring the whole village, everybody on the island, and it says they are healed and restored. So an incredible authority for healing and for right. the declaration of the gospel comes on Paul mm -hmm. because he came through the storm. Right. You see this in Mark 6. Mm -hmm. You see it in the Matthew account of getting into the boat when Jesus was in the boat. And when people make it through the storm, biblically, there's always authority on the other side. Right. Okay, so here we go. So let's wrap, let me wrap my thoughts right. from 27, 28 and put it in a bigger context. As I shared with you guys different quotes from different leaders in our midst about letting go of the oars, one of them was one of our pastors named Kirk Freeman uh, from Crossbridge in San Antonio, part of the Antioch movement. And one of Kirk's elders had prayed over him, I see you paddling, I see you letting go of the oars, throwing up the sails, and letting God lead you. And what I love about Kirk and so many people listening, he really took that and, uh, and said, Lord, 
I need to know more. Let's lean in personally. Let's lean in as an elder team. And Kirk sent me this little diagram, which again, I hope you own this with us. And that is this. What if it's a progression? God's saying, give up the oars, throw up the sails so that you can become an ark. All right. So let me just describe that. I let go of man-made strength. I throw up the sails through prayer and intercession. That's the, to get catch the wind, mm. uh, now I am now cooperating with God instead of pulling my own way. I'm now cooperating with God, throwing up the sails, going with the wind, so that I, I become like the ark of God, which is often a type of the church, a picture of the church from the Old Testament, because the ark had no rudder, mm -hmm. had no captain, had no steering device. It was led by God alone. Wow. And it was made, it's, as it says in Genesis, according to the pattern of God. Mm -hmm. And it housed the people of God to safely pull them through wow. the storm. And then when they landed, it allowed them to have the authority of God to multiply, reproduce, right. and take dominion over the whole earth. Wow. Whoa! <laughs> so we're going right. from letting go of the oars, mm -hmm. throwing up the sails in order to become an ark. Right. And if I could translate that out, I would say, Jordan, for you, your own heart, my own heart, my own lives, that's a personal word. Mm -hmm. Jimmy, let go of the oars, catch the wind by the Holy Spirit, be attentive to the Spirit of God so that the glory of God might be housed in my body mm -hmm. and I might be an ark of God, not under my own direction, but under the direction of God, and that I therefore will have authority to help people right. to partner with God to see the dominion and rule and reign of God everywhere mm -hmm. that I go. Mm -hmm. Take Laura and I as a couple. Take our little family. Mm -hmm. Take our life group that meets on Sunday nights. Mm -hmm. Take our gathering on Sunday morning. Take the body of Christ in a city. As we embrace letting go of the oars, yes. throwing up the sails, mm -hmm. and in full dependence on God, then we become the ark of God, the mm -hmm. church of God, mm -hmm. here, there, and everywhere. Right. Then that Genesis 1 mandate, that he created male and female to take dominion, to rule and reign over the earth. Mm -hmm. Or as Jesus would say, your kingdom come, your will be done. Right. The rule and reign of God will mm -hmm. begin to be manifest through the church, right. through a people who are submitted and committed to letting God direct and guide their lives in every way. Right. We let go of the oars, we throw up the sails, we become an ark for God, yes. for the glory of God. Wow. wow. That is what God's after. That's what I'm committed to. I want to encourage you listening right now. Would you commit as well? Mm -hmm. Holy Spirit, show me what I need to let go of. Mm -hmm. Show me how I need to pray and follow the wind instead mm -hmm. of myself. Mm -hmm. And may I al allow you to literally house your glory inside of me so that I may be a man or woman of God manifesting the glory of God in and through my life, my marriage, my family, my church in my workplace so that the kingdom of God will come and the rule and reign of Jesus will be seen again on the earth. Mm -hmm. Amen. Amen. Thanks so much for tuning into this episode of Passion and Purpose, a podcast with Jimmy Seibert and the Antioch Movement. For more information, please visit jimmysibert.com and antioch.org. We'll see you next time.